Hey, you all, thanks so much for joining today. Today is a special day. We are talking to a dear friend of mine, new friend of mine, Jessica Bargainquast, who is, she is the CEO founder of Lady Changemakers. And we're going to be talking all about the C-type personality. And for those of you who are new to DISC, DISC is a personality assessment tool that we use to help determine your communication style and how you're going to best communicate to other people. And with Jessica, she is a C-type on the DISC. So she's my conscientious type, highly analytical, very logical, doesn't show emotion well. And her biggest fear is being wrong, making a wrong decision. And so we're going to be talking to Jessica today about the strengths and weaknesses of her personality type, um, the types of people that she most enjoys working with, and the types of people that really suck the life and energy out of her. And, and more than anything, we're going to be talking about how you have to specifically message to a C-type personality in order for them to buy from you. So if you sell to personalities like I've just described, just described you need to listen up take some notes because you're going to learn a boatload of information by this conversation with Jessica. So let's dive on in. Hey there, it's Heather Lyle, your marketing and messaging expert and host of the Money Making Marketing Show, where we talk about all things marketing, branding, communication strategies, PR, and let's be honest, we all need a little help with keeping our head out of the trash can in business too, right? So I bring over 20 years of leadership level experience in the corporate, small business, nonprofit, and government space to my clients. And I'm also a mom to three kids, a wife to a super busy and awesome husband. And I am that girl who is involved with a bajillion committees, organizations, and in the unpaid Uber driver for all of my kids' sporting events, which is why I love a fine wine. And I am a self-professed cheese snob as well too. So this podcast will give you the strategy strategies you need to make the money I know we all want to see with your marketing. How does that sound? I am so excited to be with you and share all the things. Now let's get to it. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm so excited. We've been talking about the various DISC types. And for those of you who are just tuning in this week, the DISC is another assessment tool that we use to, or that I use to help understand how people best communicate. I use it with my private clients, so I understand their communication style. So that way, when I'm communicating with them, it's received in a way that's going to land with them and, and vice versa. We look at the DISC and their particular communication style and how is it going to land with their perfect clients. So there's four different styles. We've got D's, our dominant personality types. Those are our extroverts, very task-focused. Our I's, our influencers are those extroverts, but yet they're people-focused. They're very energetic, enthusiastic, social. Um, We have our S types that are steady relators. Um, Those people tend to be more introverts, people-focused. You know, they tend to be steady, calm, laid back that can also be very indecisive as well, too. And our C-types, which I'm so excited to have you here today, Jessica, but our C-types are conscientious types. They are typically introverts, but they're very task-focused. They're analytical. They're precise. Um, They typically don't express emotions well. Um, They're formal. They're logical. And their biggest fear is making a mistake. So today, my C of the day is Jessica Bargainquast. I said it it right, correct? Yes, you did. (laughs) And she is the founder of Lady Changemakers. So Jessica, thank you so much for being here. And if you will, just tell us a a, a brief bit about Lady Changemakers and what you do. 
Yes, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so glad, Tracy, our mutual connection connected us both for this. Um, I'm the founder of Lady Changemakers, it's an exclusive e-commerce platform for women-owned businesses to gain exposure and sales. Um, we help introduce them to new customers through our marketplace and our directory. Oh, very cool. And how long have you been in business, Jessica? Uh, we launched in 2019. Okay. Wow. So I'm sure through the pandemic, it's been an interesting ride, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all had to learn that uh, wonderful word pivot for our businesses. So (laughs) I think I've said that already three or four times today with different clients on the phone. We need to pivot. We need to pivot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. We're just going to dive on into this. So again, our C-type personalities are typically introverts, very task-focused, our data people. It's so funny. My husband is an accountant and he has ventured on that CD realm. I mean, of course, accountants, data. It's, it's like he can look at pivot tables all day long and be very, very excited about it. My personality type is like boring. <laughs> Let's go have a cocktail somewhere. So tell me, as a C-type personality, what are what are the strengths? What are the areas of improvement that you feel like you could have as a C-type person? Talk to me about the strengths and weaknesses of that. Yeah, it's funny. The first time I ever took a DISC assessment, I was at a corporate job. Um, So my background is marketing and advertising, and I was the only person in the marketing department to be a C. Um, So I I think most marketing people are like, I think they're Ds. Um, so everyone was pretty shocked to find out I'm the C I'm super introverted. Um, and when I took that test, I was probably about four or five years ago, um, really was not that confident of a person to begin with. And so I I related to a lot of things that the, um, C had, um, introvert. Yes. Analytical. Yes. Unemotional. Yes. Um, so it was really, I was perceived as a closed off kind of person, um, in yeah. the corporate environment. Um, since then, I have done a lot of personal development on myself. So I feel like I have grown a lot. So I, yeah. I do have emotions now and people do see that. So <laughs> that's always exciting. It's, it's funny yeah. how you display a little bit of emotion and people actually warm up to you. Um, cause I was perceived as a very closed off person, unemotional, unempathetic. Um, and that's a lot of stuff I had to kind of learn. Um, oh, sure. So through just through personal growth and coaches and that kind of thing. Um, but I am a very analytical task oriented person. Um, I love putting a plan in place and I will have a backup plan to my backup plan. So I am always prepared. And I think that is a strength, even though, um, there's a lot of people who kind of just spur of the moment will do things and just will take messy action. Messy action is really hard for me to take because I want to have it well thought out. Um, Just with my background in marketing and advertising, I'm used to putting these kind of very complex plans in place. So I know it can go into them. Um, So it is a strength. And at the same time, that perfectionism will get me every time. Oh my gosh. Isn't that true? I'm a little bit of a, I used to be a little bit more of a perfectionist uh, several years ago than I am now, you know, being in business for yourself. It's like, I remember my husband telling me when I first started my business, he was just like, at some point you're going to have to get out of the test kitchen and you're going to have to test this stuff with people who will actually buy. Mm-hmm. Like you just, it's not ever going to be perfect, but we just need progress, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny how that, you know, some of, some of my C tendencies are definitely around the perfection. It's got to be a certain way in order for me to put my name on it and put it out right. into the world. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. Okay. Let's go back to taking messy action. Um, because that is something that I've struggled with too, because I'm a planner. I'm, it's like, I've got a plan for a plan for a plan kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the concept of taking messy action was frankly a foreign concept to me. And again, now as I've learned a lot about myself through personal development, professional development, just being a business owner. You learn a lot about yourself in that space too, right? But what was the hardest part for you when you had to take messy action? What did that look like for you? Or did you ever end up taking the messy action? I think for me, it kind of just reframing and rewording it. I don't like messy action. I don't like that word. It's very negative to me. Um, so. In my kind of realm, I'm in the technology space. So when you create a product, you start with what's called an MVP. The, it's the most viable product. So you're essentially creating something to test it to an audience. So I had to start just finding different words that my brain would agree with. So I'm like, yeah. okay, now I'm not taking messy action. I'm creating a an MVP to test it out to an audience to gather feedback to make it better so that it can be perfect. So I'm always striving for that perfection. I know it can't happen, um, but I'm always striving to be, to gain that perfect product for my audience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me too, when you were in the corporate world working a marketing job, um, because it's so interesting that you say, you know, people, you know, looked at you as if you were closed off and, you know, the whole unemotional whatever. And, and that probably was off-putting to people. And me, for me, I'm an I. And so I've always been called happy Heather and, you know, and I always owned that until I started having some leadership executive level experiences in my past professional life. And I remember I was in a meeting sometime, there was something, I was somewhere talking to somebody, you know, uh, who was important and he, and it was an older gentleman and he made the comment, he goes, you know, when you come across too happy, it makes you look like you're flighty. And I was like, whoa, Whoa. Wow. I mean, first of all, a, I'm from the South. So it's like, that was so mean to say, you know, and on the same token, I will say this much. It made me think, it made me think for weeks after he made that comment, I was like, okay, you know, because I don't want to be considered flighty and you do have to consider who it is that's in front of you. And, um, you know, these different personality types, I think this is why I've kind of dug into it and our, you know, dear friend, Tracy O'Malley with the Enneagram, I've taken the Enneagram, I've done the Myers-Briggs, I've done all of those different, you know, types of assessments. And the reason why I think it's so important as a marketer and someone who owns a business and we're all in business development, right? Is you have to know who's in front of you and identify pretty quickly early on as to what personality type that they are. So that way, whatever comes out of your mouth will land with them Mm -hmm. in a certain way that will elicit that positive response, right? Mm -hmm. So as much as that was such a hard conversation, I I couldn't believe it when he said that to me. Um, It was probably a good thing too for me to take a double take and go, okay, how can I improve to where I, I, because I, I'm not flighty. I'm really freaking smart, you Mm -hmm. know, and I don't want to have that, you know, people, I don't want to have people think that of me at all. And so I'm sure you probably struggled with the same thing with the whole, she's unemotional and she can't, you know, talk to anybody and what the hell is wrong with her kind of a thing. How did you handle that? Um, well, I will say, I think a lot of this has to do with just being in a patriarchal society as well. 
Um, it's interesting that a leadership, uh, male in leadership said that to you. Um, so, um, the background that I have in advertising, it's heavily male dominated. Um, So being unemotional in advertising was actually playing to my benefit um, because it was seen as more, um, kind of those like male traits that people see. Um, but all the women that I worked with did not like me because I was I'm not a super personable person until you start talking to me. Once I have like one-on-one conversations, I go deep and I go deep quick and I get on a personal level real quick with people. So once you meet me, you like me, but I come off as kind of a little closed off um, in the beginning of my career. Um, so in advertising, it really makes you a hard personality. Um, and leaving advertising, I was still in marketing, but a totally different environment when you go to corporate. Right. Um, so that was a lot of feedback I got is just, oh, you're not like interested in people's personal lives. You're all about business. And I couldn't, for some reason, make the connection that you had to be personable and business focused at the same time. I didn't know how yeah. to merge those two worlds together. And honestly, right. I had to start working with a coach um, who told me, who basically had to teach me what empathy was, how to relate to people, because it just was not clicking for me. I'm like, I, I get how to talk to people in a business aspect, but starting conversations with small talk and like asking yeah. them about their day. And then how do you lead into a business conversation after you leave a personal, like I, my brain did not work that way. So it yeah. did take a lot of coaching for me to kind of understand how to merge those two worlds together. Gosh, we all have so much to learn. I mean, don't we? <laughs> it's it's such an evolutionary process. It really you know? is. Yeah. I look at the person that I was five, 10 years ago, and she is not the same person oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. So talk to me about what are the hardest, and I say hardest in air quotes here, but the hardest personalities for you to work with, um, to be friends with, to engage with. And it doesn't mean that those are people that we don't love and and, and love to be around. It just, it, it, when I say hard, those hard personalities, because for me, typically a C type personality is tougher for me because I feel like I've got to put a lot of energy into it in the beginning to get them to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And it ends up sucking energy out of me is mm-hmm. in, but once I, once I've done that and I see all the goodness there, it's like, it becomes super easy, but you know, I mean, we run into those different personality types that it's just like, Whoa, that's going to suck the life out of me temporarily who is that person? Describe what that person is for you. Um, I think that person for me are kind of the S types. So the being so laid back and being so indecisive, especially in the the business world, like if I'm trying to get a project done or if I'm trying to get something completed, I like to, I like to plan. So I have the plans in place. I just need some people to make those decisions. I need them to make them quick so we can keep things moving. Um, And so having a more indecisive laid back personality, I feel like things lag on for longer than they need to. Um, So there's some like frustrations that can build up with that. So how do you handle that? Do you try to set some, I mean, I know for me, I have to set firm deadlines. This Mm -hmm. is what, here are my, I call them key requirements and expectations. I do that for my children as well too, but here's my key requirements and expectations. Here's the deadlines. I mean, talk to me about how you handle that. Yeah, it's doing a lot of that, setting those hard deadlines. Um, I always use a project management system. So I always yeah. integrate people into that if we're working on projects together. Um, and just making sure communication is really important to me. I'm a very literal person. So if you tell me something's going to happen by a certain date, I expect that to happen. 
Um, so when things start to go awry, I do get a little bit flustered. Um, yeah. I, I always have to take a step back and, you know, assess the situation and under, have understanding for that. But it, my immediate response in, inside my head is kind of going, what is going on? This is not yeah. what we agreed upon. So yeah. um, just having those plans in place and having them agree to those plans. Um, my mother is very much like this. So I have to have her repeat things back to me to know that she understood what I said. Um, so yeah. we're on agreed terms. Um, and just having things like contracts in place in the business yeah. world and um, friendship level. Um, sometimes I have as friends that I have to have backup plans for. So I'm like, oh, they're probably, they might flake out on me. So I'm going to have a backup <laughs> plan in case they end up backing out of this plan. So then yeah. I don't feel like I lost out on something. So right. I'm prepared for everything. <laughs> I love it. See, I'm the prepared person as well, too. I've got the plan for the backup plan and the backup plan for that plan that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And on the same token, so my personality style is I have plans. I'm thinking specifically of when we go on vacation. I will have the roadmap as to what all we have planned every single day. And if when we get there and we find that, hey, there's a better activity or there's a better place to go and we're able to get in to go do it, I'm like, cool, great. Mm -hmm. At least we had some sort of plan to get us started. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And that was a huge thing I learned about myself because I used to, I wanted to be that spur of the moment person who was just like, let's go travel here and we'll just have fun. And I kept trying to figure out why were all my vacations miserable for me. And it's because I didn't have a plan or any sort. Um, So what I I started doing the same thing. I have like itineraries put together and I have different options in case, hey, this doesn't work out. We can try this instead. Or maybe I miscalculated how long it'll take it to get from point A to point B. So I have a point C that we can go to. And my vacation, it sounds so, I probably sounds miserable to other people, but for me, like I have the best trips ever now because I at least have some kind of idea of what I want to do when I get to the destination. Oh yeah. I mean, my husband calls me the Excel spreadsheet queen when it comes to trips and I'm like, well, Hey, no one, everybody knows what the hotel confirmation numbers are and what time we're leaving and that there's a cab order to pick us up from the airport. I'm sorry. Do you want to be one of those four people sitting out there for three hours waiting for somebody? I don't want to do that. So Otherwise, I'm not going to have a fun time and I want to enjoy my time while I'm out. Right. So. right. Yeah. Cause you're, if it weren't for you, you'd probably be the one trying to figure it all out at the destination. And then you, all the stress is on yes. you. And yeah. And yeah. I don't like that either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> back to the whole, we've taken the Enneagram. We've, I, I'm, I've done all of the assessments. I know you have as well too. What have been some of the biggest aha moments that you've learned about yourself and what you feel like you've had to adjust, tweak, try to make better, you know, I mean, what, just like with my story earlier with the guy who pointed out that I'm too happy or whatever. I mean, it did make me pause to go, okay, maybe I need to approach certain people differently. And that was a good learning moment. But I am with you, very patriarchal. And it's just like, whoa, wow. But nevertheless, again, I try to look for the silver linings and how I can be better. What have been some of the aha moments for you as you've started to learn more about your C-type personality, your Enneagram person? Like, talk to me about that. Yeah, so for the Enneagram, I'm a type five, which is the most introverted on there. Um, So a lot of these assessments just kind of reconfirm how I was feeling about myself, but couldn't really relay it back to anybody. 
Um, And Enneagram type five is really, it's pretty rare too. I think it's like the second most rare type. Interesting. Um, So I just felt like no one really understood me. And so when I met Tracy um, for the Enneagram coaching, she, I just felt like I was seen for like the first time. And she was really able to, oh my gosh, she's amazing. Highly recommend her. Um, We worked together for three months and it was life-changing. But she was really able to help me see my strengths and utilize my strengths. So um, talking about marketing, like sales was terrifying for me because I was so afraid to come off as this like used car salesman. And I was always turned off by everyone else selling me because how I um, find products and services is apparently different than what most people do. Um, So when I like look for things, I skip all of your sales language. All those people who have those sales pages that are 10 pages long, I skip to the bottom and I go to the features and benefits section because I have already done the research. I don't need you to sell me anymore because I've already sold myself on you. I'm just reconfirming and um, what what you're going to be providing me. So like with Tracy deciding to work with her, I had seen her speak maybe three or four times and taking the assessment and learning about it, I was like, this is going to be, I already knew that it was going to be life-changing. And so yeah. I was just going to her to reconfirm what I had already thought about her. Yeah. yeah. So just knowing that about myself, that I am very analytical. I'm going to do all the research up front. I don't need you to sell me. Um, and she was also able to help me sell to other people utilizing my strengths, which is analytics, right. research, like I, I was afraid to come off so dry, but she helped me figure out a way to speak to research in a more fun way and more accessible way. Um, so like in my business, I love to talk about SEO, which most people are terrified of. I love to talk about like digital trends and stuff, and but I do it in an approachable way to where people can understand the data and how they can utilize that data to improve their own businesses. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think you hit on a couple of things. And what I want people to take away here is that our C-type personalities spend a lot of time up front doing the research. So, you know, you, Jessica, you had mentioned, um, you know, the features and the, you want to get down to the nitty gritty. What Mm -hmm. am I going to get? How much is it going to cost me? What am I going to get for it? Where do I sign on the bottom bottom line kind of a thing? Mm -hmm. So that's a really interesting, do you look at the testimonials? I'm curious. Um, I will look at reviews um, and then just my background. I know there's so many fake reviews out there. So I, I look at the reviews, but I also compare them against different sites too. So Uh, just to make, I go deep, I go deep. I should have been an internet sleuth as a profession. So I could find out anything. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. So the, my final question is this, is when we, is I like to bring this back around to marketing and messaging. So as a C-type, you're the researcher, you're highly analytical about the products and services that you buy, especially those higher ticket items as well, too, I'm sure. Probably not so much the lower ticket stuff, but definitely higher ticket stuff. So when it comes to products and services that you have bought in the past and the marketing and the messaging around that, those, the, you know, those products, services that you've purchased, what about that product or service, you're like, yes, that's the thing for me. This is why I'm buying. Boom, done. It's, I like to know everything up front. I don't, again, I don't like being sold to. So I'm going to skip a lot of your sales language that you're probably using and really go to that features and benefits section. And I honestly can't stand when people don't put pricing on their website because I mean, 
I know what I can afford and I'm willing to push myself outside of a comfort zone that I have in mind if I know what I'm going to get for the value. Um, so I love when people put pricing on their, on their websites. It helps remove the people who are, you're not going to waste time on, like, especially for service based businesses, all of the calls that we do, um, just to find out if someone's qualified or not. I like to know that information up front. I don't want to try and sell somebody into something that they're not ready to do or they're not, or it's going to push them so far out of that comfort zone that they're going to regret it later. I don't want that. And I don't want to have that feeling for myself as well when yeah. I'm doing that for um, with someone else. Um, Cause yeah. I, again, introverted. So if I do a sales call with someone, um, let's say Tracy didn't have her pricing on her website and I did a sales call with her to find out if it was a right fit. And I found out it was some price that I could never afford. It would have been so uncomfortable for me to sit on a call face to face with her and then say, no, I can't do that. Like for me, yeah. I, I hate that feeling. So yeah. having pricing on your website for, um, I would say most see people, we, we want to see that pricing up front. Yeah. 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 Cause you don't want to, I mean, again, sees fear being wrong about something, you know, being wrong about, you know, being on the phone with the wrong person or, you know, selling to the wrong person or whatever like that. And so if you can just put it out there, that's going to sell your type quicker than anything. It's just Mm -hmm. being transparent, open, honest, just tell me what the bottom line is, that kind of a deal. I completely agree. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so, I'm so excited to have the opportunity to talk with you and about this particular topic, because I think people struggle so much with how do they communicate to different types? How do they message to different types of people? Mm -hmm. And your particular type, I can tell you that for me in particular, it's like, okay, because I, you know, I'm, I'm a small talk person, but I dig deep really fast as well too, for that matter. And, and I don't want to waste my time talking small, high level talk for too long. Cause it just, it feels inauthentic to me. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. uh, but it, again, just being able to know how to message to certain types of people, what they need to have in order to elicit the response that you want to get from them is huge. So right. thank you so much for your time today. I so appreciate it. Tell me, how can people find you in the online space? Where are you? Talk, talk to me about your website. Where are you on Instagram? That kind of thing. Yeah, we're on ladychangemakers.com is our website and you can find out all the information about um, joining our directory. If you're a women-owned business, it's free to join our directory. We also have a marketplace you can enter, but all the information's on ladychangemakers.com. Um, on all the socials, it's at ladychangemakers. We're most present on Instagram and TikTok. Okay. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at Heather underscore Lyle. That is spelled L-I-S as in Sam L-E. And if you like the show, I'd love for you to give me a five-star review on Apple. Just go to the show on your podcast lineup and give me a five-star review there. Until next time, I'm wishing you a great week and may your marketing make you lots of money.